politics is downstream from culture, which means, libertarians, we have an obligation to get involved in the cultural conversation. Let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our BNC studios here in lovely Eastern Indiana. And today we are talking about the cultural conversation, or for many folks in the libertarian movement, the lack thereof of having our libertarian or liberty-based concepts and ideas brought to the cultural conversation. Joining us to talk about that and more from the Hoppetarian Show, Shane, welcome back to The Brian Nichols Show. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. really appreciate it. Absolutely, my friend. Great to have you back. And uh, I know it's been a while since we had you here on yeah. the show. So do us a favor. Reintroduce yourself here to the Brian Nichols Show audience, if you would. Can't believe you don't know who I am, Brian. I mean, come on. Are you serious? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, so yeah, I'm the co-host of the Hoppetarian Show. It used to be called What's Happening. Uh, the last time we were on, it was called What's Happening. Uh, and, and I host a show with uh, my lovely, beautiful wife, Nico. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's pretty much me and, uh, you know, go on social media and see just how ridiculous it is. And like you're saying, you know, the, the culture is just, it's such a huge and important issue that, uh, like, like you were saying, libertarians or, uh, liberty minded people see how it's going and it's good that some of them are fighting back. Uh, but as some would say, maybe it's a little too late. Yep. Yep. Well, and that's what we're talking about today is we're, like, how do we address the lack of our ability to influence or impact this cultural conversation? And how much of that is due to us being libertine versus libertarian, right? And I think there's a, a very large distinction between those two schools of thought. Libertarianism is not libertine. Libertine is pretty much a free-for-all. You do as you want in, and you live your life as you see fit. Consequences be damned. Whereas libertarianism, we have principles. We have values that we try to maintain. Granted, we do so outside of the realm of government influence. So I think we see far often, uh, well, maybe far too often, uh, that libertarians start to drift in our messaging about values and ideas into the libertine camp for fear of offense. I don't get it. Help me understand, Shane. Where are we dropping the ball here? Well, I think, um, I guess some would say that the philosophy itself doesn't have an answer for how culture is such a, a big thing. Uh, I mean, we see it in social media and even in our day-to-day -day lives, how things just change so fast that maybe they're too slow to react or the way the, how they say live and let live, right? That's a huge part of libertarianism. And then you see how it's going and you go, do we really, do we really want to kind of go that route of just letting people live however they want? Like I, I understand too, how if somebody wants to put a drug in their body or, or put alcohol, that's totally fine. But then there's some aspects and some things where, you know, and I don't, I don't want to get too graphic here, but you know, there's stuff with children mm -hmm. where you're just like, I don't, I don't want to be a part of this. Yep. I don't want anything to do with this. I want it to stop. And there's libertarians. I'm sure you see it too on social media where they're just like, yeah, I don't see a problem with it. It's I like, how do you guys see a problem with this? I don't understand. 
I don't get it, man. And especially when it deals with kids, right? And and this is where I've gotten so frustrated with folks in the libertarian camp who echo not libertarianism, but libertineism, mm-hmm. liber- liber- libertinism. I don't know how to, I guess, what's the ism for being a libertine. But the fact that we see so many folks conflate libertarianism with this idea of being a libertine, it does. It makes my skin crawl. It makes my blood boil because there are standards, right? There are values that we we should be promoting and that frankly there are ideas and values that we should be condemning and this is the part that i think i've really gotten some folks in the the libertarian movement a little frustrated about is because i've been trying to enter into the conversation saying no we don't have to embrace and accept everyone's ideas everyone's perspectives because some of these people's perspectives are bad are wrong and are destructive and we have an obligation to stand up and say no now that doesn't mean all the time we have to lean towards government to be the answer to that problem but it starts with us at least vocally saying we will not tolerate this or at the very least we will speak out against it but there's this fear man and and i think you hit the nail on the head right we embrace this live and let live mentality but that goes towards the extremes in many examples slippery meat slope and mm-hmm. i think you, you hit also the nail on the head and saying maybe we're a little too slow in reacting to this stuff which why when I was on Tim Pool, I said we need to be setting narratives, not responding to narratives. We had to stop like just playing catch up. It, it's like, you know, we're in the fourth quarter of the big game and we're down 40 points. Like, good luck getting enough points on the board to even stand a chance because the other team's already, t- you know, pouring the proverbial Gatorade bath on their head coach. So mm-hmm. let's kind of focus on how do we start to maintain, maintain principles, values in the cultural conversation without using government to be that that strong arm. What would you say are some ideas that we could take forward in the libertarian camp to actually have an impact? Well, I may have to disagree a little bit on how... Go for it. No, please. Like how... Because, okay, so obviously having the, the, like the state, obviously, is one of the things that libertarians, they don't like, Okay. But sometimes, especially with stuff like this, where if you're if you're involved in local politics, I mean, even local politics can be dirty. I've heard a couple stories where it was just they're just involved in their local community, and even they're getting slammed, and, and all this slime that's going on in, in, in local politics is just crazy. However, when you have that tool there to do something, because if you're just doing that live and let live type of mentality then how do you stop that if you're not going to use politics do you you understand what i'm saying where if you're it's almost as if you're like libertarians kind of in a way put themselves in a corner because i mean we're seeing it now and you see it where people are stacked up in a corner and they go well i don't know what to do so i'm going to start trying to when be a part of the city council or be in a school board because they see a lot of stuff that's going on in, in an education system where you're just like again with the children i i don't like all the stuff that we're that, that my kids are being taught in schools if they are in public schools so in in some ways they they if they feel forced they have to use the state power and i do think i do think having some kind of state power where you can't you have to you not just utilize it, but you have to gain it first because 
libertarians don't have a whole lot of power. It, I mean, very small amount. So how, what are they going to do other than just, hey, libertarianism? I mean, come on. I'm telling you, I'm the smartest guy in the room, said <laughs> myself. So everyone else around you is, is hearing all this libertarian stuff and you're going, I mean, that sounds nice, but how? I don't really know. So I, I think people have to kind of get maybe realistic. I don't know if that's the right term yep. for this, but they have to understand they're living in the real world. You can't just assume yes. that everybody is going to understand and just, oh, if I read one Rothbard book, yeah, you're right. I have, I'm now an anarchist. Oh, this is great. The state, the, the state's there. Yes. The state exists. I'm sorry to say, but you're going to have to do something with that to where you're, you're going to have to use politics to try and change the culture because that's how it's being done anyway. That's how it's been done since the beginning of time where they have power. People try and utilize that power to maintain what they want to see in their society. And I think that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to have to have to happen here. Uh, so, I mean, what do, what do you what do you have to say about yeah, that? No, a couple of things I was jotting down here as you're going through. So first. And now a word from our sponsors. E-A-B-L-E-S. Ebels. Remember that name, because if you suffer from chronic joint and muscle pain like me, then Ebels Broad Spectrum CBD Oil is your answer to your prayers. Ebels is truly a game changer in the natural alternatives to big pharma drugs. And yours truly can indeed vouch for the quality of Ebels. Having a herniated disc in my back, coupled with years of sports injuries, I was struggling to find something, anything, to help manage my pain. That is, until Ebels. And right now, Ebels is offering a special discount to all members of the Brian Nichols show audience on all orders all you have to do is head to ebels.com and use promo code tbns that's it discount applied again the code is tbns at checkout to start managing your pain today with the highest quality cbd on the market one more time that is code tbns at checkout right there the last thing actually you teased that using politics to change the culture right we see politics being downstream from culture but to your point where we are today Politics, while it has traditionally been downstream from culture and influenced by the culture, in turn, politics has helped dictate new culture. And it goes to where I think you're talking about using government to at least fight back a little bit. And it's specifically in areas that we're already spending our tax dollars towards. Now, this is not a conversation about, you know, is is it moral taxation is theft, right? None of that stuff. More so living in the real world, like you said. Right now, our tax dollars are being used by public libraries to host Drag Queen Story Hour. Our tax dollars are being used by the government schools in the public sector to indoctrinate children to believe XYZ against the, the wishes of their kids. And that XYZ can be as nefarious and, and dark as your mind could possibly wander. Because yes, that is in fact what's happening behind closed doors in these government schools where public school teachers, now not all of them, but a few, are using the bully pulpit of being the educator and and using that to manipulate and in many cases indoctrinate children right and mm-hmm. it goes to i think the other thing we we were talking about earlier with the idea of using politics to dictate culture leftists have done a phenomenal job at doing that and what have they done right they have been able to dominate the conversation and then brilliantly enough use our rationale use our libertarian arguments of the live and let live and let live live free like they use that mentality against us in trying to enforce these ideas on kids oh drag queen story hour what do you have a problem with that if a couple of nice drag queens are telling you know storybooks to four-year-old kids 
I have a lot of problems with that because it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just not, it's not conducive to a healthy society. And yet they use our arguments against us. And I think it goes exactly to the point that if we were to put a nice bubble on that or a nice bow on that, that topic there, it is we have to live in the real world, right? We have to get out of our theory, out of our, our ivory tower of, you know, think tank mentalities and actually get ourselves boots on the ground in the real world, yet we haven't, right? We we go through and we say, here's a book, read this book, and we throw <laughs> a fucking book at somebody and think that that's going to change their mind or it's going to change the overall culture. It doesn't. Good ideas alone do not dictate the culture. We have an obligation to enter into those com- uh, conversations and present not just different ways of thinking, but actually like stand against the bad ideas, yet we get so terrified because we're afraid we're going to be condemned. We're afraid that, you know, our 5% uh, electoral success is going to get whittled down to three, right? Like, come on, if, if we're just going to dr- try to go into these conversations to placate everybody, we're going to continue to lose. And frankly, we deserve to lose. Yeah, and I think uh, also what I was saying about being involved with local politics, or at the very least, just kind of following up on it. what's going on around where I, where I live, you know, um, I, and then also when you're talking about the taxation of theft and living in the real world, how many of those people and I'm guilty of this. Oh yeah, taxation stuff. But oh, when tax days go, oh yeah, I'm gonna pay my taxes because I don't want to get in trouble. Like a lot of people who who assign to that ideology, oh, they're gonna pay their taxes no matter what. I mean, that's that's you know they, they do that anyway. I mean, yeah, it's bad. You don't want to do it, but you can't just not pay your taxes and nothing's gonna happen to you. You know, as 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 crazy that is. Um, but so yeah, kind of going back to like the the local politics and like being involved or just having some kind of understanding of what's going on, it, it really helps to have that strong community around you and trying to get those good relationships with the local sheriff or the mayor or something like that. Because I mean, we saw it during all the COVID stuff. There were a lot of sheriffs who were like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to enforce these, uh, these like lockdowns or anything like that, because no, I just, I just don't like that. And when you have someone like that, where the sheriff is this all powerful person in your town, that's great. And that's an example where the federal government doesn't just have all this massive power. I mean, they do, but then when you see, like I was saying with these sheriffs saying, no, we're not going to, we're going to stand down. We're not going to enforce that. That's great. And I think that's something that people have to understand as well with, with all of this and and not just politics being downstream of culture, but culture itself. I mean, sometimes you don't even need politics to change the culture. I mean, we see that with all like you were saying with the drag queen stuff. That that, that just happens. Yep. It, it wasn't like the the politicians were like, okay, so yeah, we're gonna have a drag queens go out in the libraries and schools and no, it just happened. It wasn't just it, it happened because maybe politics did have something to do with it, like it kind of trickled down or whatever, but and that was it was leading up to that all the culture stuff before that it was leading up to the drag queens and then all the the like the trans surgeries and just how ridiculous i mean i've seen some of the graphic images i'm just like it, it's mind-blowing and, and frankly a lot of people they put themselves in a bubble to pretend that what we're talking about it's not a big deal right it's, yeah. it's it's not a big deal why are you getting so upset about this brian and shane you guys have nothing to worry about no i'm sorry we, we've seen what happens when we, we sit on the sidelines and we watch the culture go into decay, right? We've seen that happen 
over the past 20 years. It's it's ex- escalated times 10 over the past five years, even from when Trump was into office to today, right from 2016 to today. We've seen it constantly go quicker and quicker down this slippery slope. And now we're at the point where I, I think a lot of people are looking, you know, they're scrambling now like, oh, what do we do? And it starts with us just saying no. When, when we see the, the 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 nonsense taking place to actually have the the testicular fortitude to stand up and say no this this is not right now you're mentioning using the, the the government in many instances in this case to help be the the means to help rectify this stuff and from the local perspective amen oh right that that right there is where we win and that's why frankly i wrote my ebook uh, back at the beginning of the year how to win your local election because Winning your local elections and having an impact on the society that you are a part of, the community that you're a part of, is so important if we want to actually have like a, a strong footing and it comes to the cultural conversation. I lived in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for seven years and I watched, I mean, number one, the city itself was never a bastion for, you know, conservative or, or culturally normal ideas. It was always kind of going towards this, you know, leftist approach to the, the culture, but it went towards like the, the extreme over the past few years and getting out of a city like that and going to a community where I feel not only do I have more of a say, but frankly, I'm able to build those relationships with people within my community who share my values, who share my goals, and and frankly, share my vision for the future. That has been so much better for me, especially as a new dad, right? You're a, you're a dad. I'm a new dad. Like, this is something that when you have kids... It means so much more to us versus just having the conversation when you're some young 20-something who has no real you know, obligations or responsibilities. You can go out and kind of do your own thing, and, and you don't really think about the implications until all of a sudden you're being faced the reality that what we're doing today impacts the future your children will experience tomorrow. So talk to us about your perspectives, being a dad, and how that's shaped your ideas and, and frankly, your approach to dealing with some of these cultural conversations. Well, even before I became a dad with, uh, with all of the COVID lockdown stuff and how just, just how easy everybody just kind of took it and was just lock me down harder, daddy. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Yeah. They were just, it, it really kind of showed you that people don't really care about freedom. They don't really care about oh, man, Liberty. I know, I know. I, I'm sorry. It's a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> it's true, you, though. Yeah, but when you see what was what happened during that time, and luckily now it's definitely a lot less of that. Yeah. But you still see some people wearing masks in their cars, and you're just like, "Why? Like, well, come on! Like, we're done with this. What are you doing?" Um, yeah. So for me and 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 my wife, we were both in that libertarian camp where, you know, oh yeah, yeah, just do whatever. You, there's a lot more libertarians out there than you realize. But then, like I was saying, mm, I don't think so. So we were kind of going down that path. And then becoming a dad, that really kind of made you go, oh, it's – and I know it's that stereotypical kind of realization, but it really is true where you, you see your son or your daughter and you're just like, it's not just about me anymore. It's about taking care of this – like." innocent and 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 vulnerable whatever you want to call your child just you know you just sitting there he they 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 rely on you 
And that kind of makes you go, oh yeah, you know, before I was partying and doing all the stuff and I got time for that because it's not as important as maybe you th- once thought it was five, mm-hmm. 10 years ago. And when you kind of get into that mindset and I'm, and I'm sure some of your listeners and aren't parents, but I'm telling you, if once you do become a parent, it's, it hits you like yes. that where, you know, and there's going to be some good days. Oh, this is amazing. And there's gonna be some tough days, but that's just, that's just the, the, the way it is. And I think that being a parent really kind of, at least for me personally, it made me more right wing and even more conservative. And I'm sure some of your listeners, uh, more conservative, ugh. but it's true because I mean, I, I'm trying to explain it as best I can and I can't really get the words out, but it, it, it really does change your perspective on things yes. from just the, the realization that it's about family and about having that close knit community where people will help each other out. And it's not just about, Oh, when am I going to, uh, can't wait to go to the club tonight or I'm going to, you know, drink 10 shots of whatever. Oh, I can't wait to party is uh so, yeah, I mean, do that if you're going to do that it, whenever, but then you got to start becoming an adult. Just like when you're a libertarian and you realize that not everybody around you believes in the same things you do or even thinks about the, the same things that you do when it comes to politics. Those are some hard truths, man. Some yep. real hard truths to to get to. I, I saw this video. It was uh, going viral this morning, recording here on Saturday. And it was uh, this, I think, you know, Russian or Eastern European guy. And he's in a parking lot. And he's a big jacked guy. And he sees this mm. 20-something-year-old punk from America uh, go and move his shopping cart from, you know, putting the groceries in his car to in between cars up on, like, the ledge of the, the curb instead of bringing it back to the cart return. And the the big jacked Russian guy goes, grabs the cart, and moves the cart behind the guy's car before he could back out. And he goes to the window, and he's like, hey, you forgot to put your cart away. And mm. and the kid's like, oh, did I? And he's like, yeah, that where I'm from, we consider that very, very offensive. And uh, he actually like escorts the kid to show him, air quotes, show him where the, the cart return was, because the kid was like, oh, I didn't even know. And, uh, <laughs> and just to see... The, the cart return, and this has been like, you know, the, the whole libertarian thorn in the side, if you will, because we, we only have our ideas make sense if we assume that everybody is living by the same rules, right? But the yeah. shopping cart example is the exact reason why, I'm sorry, libertarians, this is going to hurt. Libertarianism will not work because we have way too many people who aren't overtly already on board with doing the right thing. Now, this isn't to say that we should not be pushing towards the libertarian society where we get everybody on board, but we have to acknowledge the reality that right now, right where we are in the real world, not everybody is living by that mentality and going back towards the kid example and being a a new parent. I mean, that is where it really has hit me when I see the approach that so many folks, and and I'm going to, you know, just lump for the sake of stereotypes for right now in this conversation, the, the greater left in this, this camp of going after kids, whether it's in the, the government schooling systems or whether it's using the quote drag queen story hours or the, the marketing towards children throughout the children TV shows. Like I shouldn't have to worry about putting on blues clues and hearing that the new, you know, the, the new salt shaker or whatever has a they, them pronouns. Like that right mm. there speaks to not just how 
how focused the left is at pushing forth this indoctrination, but how disgusting it is that they are targeting the most vulnerable amongst us, our children. And that right there separates where I think the main conversation is, Shane, is that we see our children as our kids, right? That I, I've helped raise my daughter. You've helped raise your son. We were there in the delivery room. We, we were apart from the very beginning to helping bring this little life into the world. And yet, as soon as they're out of the womb and they're no longer a fetus, according to the left, now all of a sudden they can be molded and manipulated to become some little leftist robot. I'm sorry. That's where I say no. And actually, no, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry for speaking the truth. And frankly, I think as we go towards final thoughts, I'll kick things off here, Shane. That is where I've gotten so frustrated with libertarians is that we are afraid of speaking truth because we're afraid of offending because we know that we're in third place and it's not even close, right? It's like 40%, 40% and 5%. We're we're in the 5%. And we're not going to get anywhere if we just play this this BS middle middle of the road like live live to get along and and you know no consequences and all that kind of live free approach. That's great. If you want to continually stand in third place and frankly stand for nothing, we, we have an obligation to approach things by speaking truth, saying what's right and calling out what's wrong. And I, I, I firmly draw the line when we start going after kids. That might make some people in my audience mad. Good. Get angry and understand why you're angry because you're being told, no, you can't go after kids. That's where we are drawing the line. That's my final thoughts. Shane, what do you have for us on your end? So to add on to that, where a lot of the, a lot of libertarians kind of have that live and let live and, and all that stuff and have that, I guess, left wing mentality. A lot of people who see that from the outside, whether it's looking at libertarians and, and Democrats or progressives or whoever, people that are, would be on the left, why would they go vote libertarian when there, there's already this massive party here, Democrat? It's like, well, you're already saying the same things that I already believe, but eh, I don't know. Democrat, because they have a better chance of winning. It's all about winning at the end. It's, you have to win, you know, Charlie Sheen winning, you know, that that's, that's, that's the re that's the reality of it. And I don't know. That's why like some people are looking at the Libertarian Party now. Oh, it's just a bunch of alt-right. It's like, I don't know. I, like, I don't, like, give them a chance. Give them a chance to, to use the LP for however they're going to use it. And if it doesn't work, great. You, you won that argument. And But if they do end up growing it or whatever, then they won. Just give them a chance. If it doesn't work, then get them out. Have some other people try. And then there you go. There's this continuous cycle of trying to get this third party going to however long it's going to take from the where, oh, maybe we'll be 30%, 30%, 30% or whatever it is for a third party to actually have a chance of having a president or even just a, a governor or something like that, some kind of big uh, high level in the federal level. So I think that libertarians have to understand that. And I, I think, and I, I'm sure you see it too, where there are libertarians or I guess former libertarians, you can say where they were libertarian they saw what was what's going on. They saw that they weren't really doing anything about it because they don't have any means of trying to change anything. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I can't do this anymore. I mean, they still have that philosophy. They still believe in some of the libertarians, but in terms of actually using that to your advantage, when, when is that? I mean, there's, I'm sure there's some examples of where it's oh, a little, little thing here, a little town there. 
but I don't know. It, it, it's, it's kind of a weird um, thing where, you know, oh, it's all about local politics, but then the federal level is really what gets people going. That's why the presidential election is so, you know, whenever it's coming every four years, it's just everyone's out trying to vote for who they want. That's why it's going to be, it's always Republican Democrat, unless you're Ross Perot back in the early nineties. But, you know, so I, I guess the kind of wrap, wrap up that whole uh, tirade or whatever, or rant or whatever you want to call it. I just think that libertarians are people that are in the, in the, like the liberty um, minded mindset. They, they just have to understand that you got to do a lot more than just sitting back and, and waiting for things to change on its own because you're here. It's just not, it's not going to happen. You have to try and do something. Yep. You're, you're going to become the, or rather we're going to become a culture that we don't even recognize. And, and frankly, I don't think a lot of us recognize the culture right now. Um, you know, from where I was when I was graduating high school, graduating college to today, it, it's a different world, right? The conversations mm-hmm. that we're having today would be like, uh, uh you know, oh, pff, that's never going to happen. Why are we even having this conversation back when we were in school? And yet here we are today. Not only is it a topic of conversation, but they're already doing it. And now we're playing defense. And I don't know, man. I'm, I'm at the point now where I think we have to do something, right? And not just to do something. And I've talked about this many times in the show, the danger of do something politics, but more so we actually have an obligation to stand up and have an alternative way of thinking to the, the problems we're seeing and actually not be afraid to speak it. So thank you for what you're doing, what Nico's doing over at the Hopitarian show and do us a favor. Where can folks go ahead, find that show, but also go ahead, support you. Then if they want to continue the conversation, where can they go ahead and find you? Uh, yeah, so just search the Opitarian show uh, over on YouTube, um, but then also BitChute, Odyssey, uh, just have a brand new Rumble channel, so go follow follow the show there, and then of course any of the podcasting platforms if you just want to listen to it, and then follow me on Twitter at the Opitarian, and you can follow my wife at Appetit and Coco. Um, so again, thanks, Brian, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Shane, absolutely. Thank you for joining us. And folks, if you got some value from today's episode, you know the drill. Go ahead, give it a share. When you do, please tag yours truly and Shane. All those links are included in the show notes. And by the way, if you missed the uh, the notice, yeah, we got uh, demonetized there over on YouTube. So that's hmm. fun. Uh, so while we're still there, yes, please go subscribe to the show. Give us a like, all that fun stuff. But just in case, right, go follow us on alternative forms of independent media, rumble.com. But I am a big fan of Sovereign. Uh, it was uh, it's actually built by our good friend here, Ben Swan, who's been on the show. And uh, yeah, you want a reality check? Go to Sovereign. You'll see a lot of the conversations that are taking place that aren't allowed in the mainstream. And frankly, it's a conversation that we need to be having or many conversations we need to be having. So please go support independent media like Sovereign. You'll find the Brian Nichols show over there as well. And also you can go ahead, follow me on Twitter at B Nichols Liberty. Also on Facebook at B Nichols Liberty. Give me a follow. I will follow back and give you a retweet if you go ahead and share the episode. And that's all we have for you today. So folks, please take away today's conversation. Don't just let it sit there in your your podcast catcher and say, oh, that was a nice conversation. Do something about it. Change the way that we're having these conversations. Impact your local communities. But with that being said, Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show from Shane from The Hopitarian Show. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.